0: never been this home Well, I can see the family gather. Sweet faces, they're all familiar. Oh, but no one told our people anymore. Oh, love this lonesome heart is crying. Think I spread my wings for flying. Lord, I've never been this whole before. Oh, yes, me, the bright light shine. It's just in whole home time. Well, I can't see my father standing at the door. Oh, this world is in a wilderness. And I've had him for deliverance. Well, Lord, I've never been this home since before. Oh, yes, see the bright light shine. It's just about whole time. Well, I can see my father standing at the door. well oh, this world has been a wilderness, and I'm ready for deliverance. Well, Lord, I've never been this home since. Oh, yes, yeah, see the bright light shine. It's just about home time. Well, I can't see my father standing at the door. Well, this world is in a wilderness, and I'm headed for deliverance. Well, Lord, I've never been in this home city before. Yes, this world has been a wilderness. And I'm headed for deliverance. Well, Lord, I've never been this Thank you, before. Thank you,
1: Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's have Brother Luper this morning. Brother Luper. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
1: I worship you. I worship you. Now, that was pretty good, but I think, I think God has been better to us than that. Amen. Let's really give God some praise. Oh, you're a good God. You're a good God. You're a good God. I worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you. I magnify you. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. We welcome all of our guests that are in the house of the Lord Along with Brother Cooper, we're so glad that each and every one of you are here today and uh, glad that you come to worship the Lord with us. I want to remind you of some announcements of how you're standing. You can turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, and we'll get into the word of the Lord there. Youth Weekend is coming up. If you're going to Youth Weekend and have not signed up on the sign-up sheet that's on the welcoming desk, please do so after church. We need to know how many is going. And uh, this year, due to Brother James and Sister Sharon helping us out, we get in free. But your name's got to be on the list. So put your name on the list, and uh, we're going to have a great time at Youth Weekend uh, Friday, uh, that Friday night, now, not this coming Friday night, but you know the dates on that. But Saturday at the service, Brother John John Lambeth will be preaching and uh, we're looking forward to hearing the word of the Lord from him. I want to remind you of choir practice tonight at 515, choir practice at 515 and the choir will be singing tonight. Uh, I will be out of town, Brother Duplissy and myself. We'll be out of town Wednesday night and uh, going to be with a bunch of preachers out in South Texas. And uh, so, Brother Young, Brother Duplessis, will be preaching here Wednesday night. We're leaving Tuesday and won't be back till Thursday night. Uh, so remember that. Brother Duplessis will be preaching Tuesday. Next Monday night, a week from Monday, will be the annual business meeting. And uh, So all who are interested in that, uh, we'll be changing some offices in the church and uh, giving a financial report. So that will be next Monday night, not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. So remember those announcements. Let's keep praying for Brother Baker. Ask the Lord to give him a miracle from heaven and thank God for what he has done. But he still needs a touch from the Lord, so let's ask God to touch him. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2 and verse number 10. And uh, we'll be reading 10, 11, and 12. I was at a meeting this weekend and these things kind of got on my mind. And I felt like talking to you about them today. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, verse number 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness, and them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved, and for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Let's look at this scripture again and read it one more time and get a deep meaning of what the Word of God is telling us. It says, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion. I don't want God to send me a strong delusion. And they should believe a lie that they might be damned who believe not the truth. Lord bless you. Put your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and ask God to help us today. God, we're depending on You, Jesus. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. God, anoint me to preach Your Word this morning. God, You know what You've given me to say. Help me to say it like You would have me to say it. Anoint Your people in this place, God, to hear Your Word, to receive Your Word, and to respond to Your Word. In Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands one more time unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I'm aware today that the time is kind of getting away from us and uh, <clears throat> had a lot to do this morning. I enjoy our Sunday school classes saying their memory verses and I enjoy them receiving this offering. And uh, I tell you what, the more we can get our children involved in the house of God, the better off we're going to be. The happier our life is going to be. The less misery that we'll have to face. Amen. And so I realize that it is 1057. And uh, I realize that our hunger pains are starting to set in. And I'm a little bit hungry myself. But when I get to preaching sometimes, I forget about the hunger and uh, but I'll try not to do that this morning. I'm going to try to be um a little short, and I might not get through with this if I do not, we will pick up uh later and uh, but, I feel this on my heart. I want to talk to you uh from this subject a love for truth, a love for truth. The importance of truth when uh we look at at truth there is Great emphasis that can be placed on truth. I have heard people tell stories and um, I have heard people tell me things and I've had people discussing uh, things with me and when I walk away, I have scratched my head in amazement and I wondered what is truth what part of that story was true and What part of that story was false and what part of that story was their imagination? And trying to decipher through what has been told and trying to come up with truth. Just what is truth. There's great emphasis and importance that is put upon what truth is. In our society today, in our country, we have a court of law. And uh, they go to court every day and trying to decipher through false accusations, false uh, words, and trying to find out what truth is. Although I think for the most part, most lawyers are trying distort, to distort what truth is and trying to get their client off no matter what the truth is. But it is up to the judge or the jury to try to decide and try to come up with what they feel truth is. Sometimes I feel like they get it right. There has been times where I felt like they got it wrong. But truth is very important. No one likes a liar. You ever met just somebody that couldn't, they, they would walk around the block to tell you a lie when they could stand flat-footed and tell you the truth. And you know they're lying. And uh, I, have, I have a nephew, and he kind of listens in on the broadcast on Sunday evening, so when he starts listening to this, uh, he'll know who I'm talking about. But when he was a young boy, and and I must qualify this, that he has done better since he's got to be a man, thank God. But when he was a young boy, he had a problem, a serious problem. He could not tell the truth. He could come up with some of the most far-fetched stories that you could even imagine. Like uh, one day come into the house, and I believe it was my mama asked him said what have you been doing and he said well i've been outside flying around the house she said you've been outside flying around the house yes ma'am and she said you have not been outside flying around the house because you can't fly he starts crying that yes i was in his mind and in his imagination and he had he had told himself long enough and hard enough and convinced himself that he had been outside flying around the house now some of you may be raising those type of children today and uh, we would always accuse him of acting like an uncle of his that that also had a trouble telling the truth but but he has done better like i say but there is people that that never get over it they never move beyond it And you can't tell what the truth is. They can tell you a story and make you believe it and it be uh, all falsehoods. But truth is something today that is very important. Now, the Bible tells us that there is no freedom without truth. Without truth, there is no freedom. Because the Bible says in John chapter 8 and verse number 32, it says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So without knowing the truth, there is no freedom. I like verse number 33 also of John chapter 8. And Jesus was talking to... Abraham's seed, and, and they answered him when he said this, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, that they answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and we are never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? It's amazing to me that them being Abraham's seed saying they had never been in bondage to any man. Seemed like to me they were held in bondage for somewhere over 400 years in Egypt. Seemed like to me right then they were in bondage to the Roman Empire as Jesus was talking to them. So sometimes when you don't know what truth is, you are confused about what truth is. So it's very important to have an understanding of what truth is. And what Jesus was doing and what Jesus was saying here was He was giving them insight on who He is. And so we go down a little bit further and we see that when Jesus was brought before Pilate, Pilate was confused about what to do with this just man? And he had suffered. His wife had suffered dreams. Pilate did not want to put his hand against him because there was no no reason for him to put him to death. Pilate asked a question. To Jesus was a very important question. A very stirring question. A very needful question to be asked and then to be addressed. In John chapter 18 and verse 38, Pilate said unto him, What is truth? What is truth? And when he said this, he went out again and the Jews saith unto them, or he saith unto them, he went out unto the Jews, excuse me, and saith unto them, I find no fault in this just man. Now, if Pilate would have went back just a few days ago, he could have got a better revelation of what truth really is. Because Jesus said in John chapter 14 and verse number 6, Jesus said unto them, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. What Jesus, what Pilate was looking at there. He was looking when he was looking at Jesus and asking the question. He was looking at the whole embodiment of truth and what truth is. And what truth was and what truth would be. And, and when I, when I think about people and I, I think about the questions that people have and the questions that, that people ask, I have heard people and I have seen people and I have watched people and I have talked to people and they are looking at what truth is and still asking the question, what is truth? And they are, they have got truth standing before them. I have seen people read the Bible from cover to cover and still ask the question, what is truth? So as I look at this today and I look at Pilate being a very smart man, a leader asking a question with truth standing before him, Asking that question, what is truth? Let's me know by reading the Bible that it is so very important to our well-being, to our life, to our life in eternity, to our salvation, that we would know what truth is. It says that there is no freedom without truth. So we need to know What truth is. The Bible tells us that you must love the truth. So I think it is very important today that we would look and we would try to find out what truth is. If we have no freedom without truth, and I want freedom, I need to know what truth is. If we have to love it, I've got to know what I'm supposed to love. What is it that I'm supposed to love if I am supposed to love it? The reason why I feel very strongly that people do not love the truth is they do not really know what the truth is. They do not have an understanding of what truth is. They do not have a revelation of what truth is. So if Jesus tells his disciples and followers in John chapter 14 and verse number 6. That I am the way, the truth, and the life. We need to understand who Jesus is. The world today would say that it is not important to really understand the oneness of the Godhead. But I say without a revelation of the mighty God in Christ, it is impossible. It is impossible for you to make heaven your home. The Bible tells us the name of the Father. The world gets this all confused and misunderstood they cannot explain and they cannot even explain what they believe or what they think that truth is because to them it is a mystery when we look at the name of the father in Isaiah 9 in verse number 6 the bible says us tells us for unto us a child is born unto us A son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So when I am trying to find out who is the Father... When I am looking at the truth, I look to the Word of God and I get an understanding of what Isaiah chapter number 9 and verse number 6. He's not the second person in a triune Godhead. But he said there is a child that is going to be born. And he's going to be a wonderful counselor. He's going to be the mighty God and He is the Everlasting Father. Amen. John chapter number 14. Give me a little more monitor up here. John chapter number 14, verses number 9 through 11. And Jesus son unto them, unto Him, Philip, speaking to Philip, when Philip asked, show us the Father And it suffieth us. He said unto him, "'Have I been so long time with you, "'and yet thou hast not known me, Philip? "'He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. "'And how sayest thou then, "'Show us the Father?' Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. I want to tell you, I know this is an old hat. I know this is an old gospel. I know this is an old truth of the Word of God. But I come to tell you today that the reason why people walk away and they go into false doctrine is because they receive not a love for the truth. I come to tell you today, church, if there's ever been a day or an hour that we live in, that we better receive a love of the truth. Amen. Show us the Father, and it suffieth us. It's amazing today people are still trying to figure out who the Father was. When Jesus explained to His disciples there in John chapter 14, He said, when you've seen Me, you have seen the Father. I come to tell you today that when we do get to heaven, we're not going to see three sitting on the throne. We're only going to see one sitting on the throne. There is no such thing as a triune Godhead. There is only one God and His name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. So when they are trying to decipher through the Word of God and to find out what truth is, and they say, who is the Father? We know the Father is in Jesus Christ. Amen. When you've seen Him, you have seen the Father. Then we go and we say, what is the name of the Son? In Matthew chapter 1, verse number 20 and verse number 21, the Bible says, But while he thought on these things, Joseph, speaking of Joseph, because he was concerned at the pregnancy of Mary, while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David... Fear, that, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for what it, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. They that try to separate the Son from the Father and the Father from the Holy Ghost, they can't even figure out who the real daddy is of Jesus Christ. Amen. Because the Bible said that which is conceived of her is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Then the Bible says, and she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call His name Jesus, for He shall save His people From their sin. Amen. So we have the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. Amen. So what is the name of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. The Bible says again in John chapter 14, I would tell you if you want to know what the truth is, about the Godhead. You need to read the whole chapter of 14 John. And you will find that he is explaining and, and taking time to tell his disciples who he is. Amen. John chapter 14 and verse number 26 says, But the Comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send... In whose name? In whose name? Can you tell me who was doing the talking there? Jesus said, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring things into your remembrance whatsoever. I have said unto you, amen. So here we have the name of the the Holy Ghost is Jesus. He said, I'm going to send it in my name. The Trinity is a mystery. They say. It is a mystery. The holy are what I would classify as the unholy trinity. Now you don't have to get weak-kneed and feeble-minded. It's what I believe. Amen. It should be what you believe because they receive not a love for the truth. God sent them, God, God, God sent them a strong delusion. That they would believe a lie and be damned. You know what happens when people walk away from truth and go into false religion? They didn't do it on their own. They had a delusion sent from God. Oh, yeah. let my children just quit church, but don't go to a false church. Oh, I I know what. Oh, I can't believe. I'd rather, I'd rather have my children just don't go to church, Amen. Because they get a delusion from God, and when you get a delusion from God, you don't ever come back to God, Amen. Once you have known this truth, I'm telling you, young people, you better fall in love for this truth, Amen. With this truth, commit your way to this truth. May I add right now, the reason why we do not date outside of the church, the truth church, not this local assembly, but a church that preaches, "Here, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord the reason why we don't look for a spouse in some other denomination is because we believe that this is truth. And without this truth, you cannot be set free from sin. Oh, I thought I had more one-God apostolic tongue-talking holy rollers than this in the house. Amen. We've come way, we've gotten way too passive about it. That it's become a way of life. I come to tell you, it's not a way of life. Amen. It's a way of truth. Amen. Amen. I better hurry up. I can't get sidetracked. But the reason why, listen at me young people. All of you young people that are looking to get married or someday hoping to get married or someday trying to find someone to marry, don't you look outside the church. Amen. They don't have truth. They don't know truth. If they're baptized in the titles Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they do not know truth. If they believe in a triune Godhead, they do not know what truth is. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Trinity. Trinity, number one, you cannot find it in the Word of God. Because I believe this very strongly, the reason why it's not in the Word of God. God did not want anybody to be confused on how many gods there is. People say, oh, why is Scripture so confusing? Scripture is not confusing, but you must have a revelation of the mighty God in Christ. See, what I am doing today, I am teaching you about the oneness of God. But until you get a revelation of who God is, I can remember... The day that the light come on in my mind and in my heart and in my spirit, I'd been taught it all my life. Ever since the day I was able to understand, "Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord." I said it in 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 Sunday school. It was a short verse, and I like short verses. Amen. Jesus wept was one of my all time favorite go to verses. Amen. That's one you could go to in a time of a crunch. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Man, I I said that from the time I was able to go to. Of Sunday school till I got out of Sunday school. Amen. But it wasn't till my teenage years that I was in the church praying. Nobody else was in there. Amen. It was right here in this area in the church at Stuttgart that the Holy Ghost started moving and I fell to my face and God revealed Himself to me. I come to tell you, young people, middle aged people, young married couples, you need to get a revelation of who God is. It can't be just head knowledge. Amen. It can't be just what you have heard. But it has to be something that's on the inside of you. It's in me. It's what I am. I am one God from the very top of my head to the very soles of my feet. Amen. Amen. Trinity. They say About the Trinity, those who believe in the Trinity, says it is a mystery. No man can understand what it is. The reason why you can't understand it is because it's not truth. It's something that was concocted in the minds of people to try to appease society at that time. And it has confused people. From then on. But the oneness of God is very understandable. Amen. You say, well, I, I can't, I can't, I can't understand it. How, how does the Father can be? And this one and that one. You, you can't understand it because you can't grasp what truth is. Now let me explain it to you. This is the most simple doctrine that there is is the oneness of God. Because from the very beginning of time to the very ending of the Bible, it is talking about one God. You can search it from the beginning to the ending. You can't find God the Father. You can find the Father, but you can't find God the Father. You can find the sun, but you can't find God, the Son. Those are all man-made terms, but you can find that hero Israel. The Lord our God, is one Lord.. Amen, let me give you one scripture here that is going to explain the oneness of God. If I had one Scripture, this is one of my favorite one God Scriptures. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse number 16. It says, without controversy, even don't let there be any misunderstanding about this, great is the mystery of godliness. The mystery of godliness. But let me break it down to you. But the apostle Paul said it's great. It's a wonderful mystery. Amen. But let me give you the meaning and what this mystery is about. God was manifest in the flesh. He was justified in the spirit. He was seen of angels. He preached unto the Gentiles. He was believed on in the world. And He was received up in the glory. Now you tell me who done all of that? Jesus! Jesus! He was manifest in the flesh. He took on the robe of flesh. Amen. He did not make Himself another God. Amen. He did not make a triune Godhead. But He stepped into the robe of flesh. And He took on the robe of flesh. And He walked among us. Amen. He was justified in the Spirit. He was seen of angels. And He preached unto the Gentiles. And it was Jesus Christ that was received up into glory. They stood and they marveled and they wondered. They were amazed, and he said, Marvel not, don't be amazed. This same Jesus that you've seen go away, this same Jesus that you've seen go away, this same Jesus that you've seen go away is coming back for his people. Amen. That's the reason why Matthew chapter 28. And verse 19 does not confuse us because we know the name of the Father, and we know the name of the Son, and we know the name of the Holy Ghost. In Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6, as I've read, the Bible said He's the everlasting Father. Who is that? The child that's going to be born. He is the everlasting Father. John chapter 14 and verse number 9 through 11 says, When you have seen me, Philip, you have seen the Father. So that tells us without a shadow of a doubt that the name of the Father is Jesus. So when, <clears throat> when Matthew chapter... 28 in verse number 19 says, the great commission going to all the world, baptizing them not in a title, but in the name, in the name of the Father. We know that you first have to find out what the name is. So we have found out in these scriptures, Isaiah 9 and 6 and John 14, 9 through 11, that the name of the Father is with no doubt Jesus. Jesus Christ. Then we find out what is, amen, the name of the Holy Ghost. The Bible tells us in John chapter 14 and verse 26, I will send a comforter and he's going to send it in my name. Who was speaking there? If you'll look in the word of God, it is written in red, written in red, indicating that it is the words of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we find out that the the name of the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is just a title, but the name is Jesus Christ. We find out in Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21. And thou shalt have a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. How many is thankful for truth? How many is real thankful for truth? Ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Oh, hallelujah. So that lets us know. That when the day of Pentecost, and these young ladies were quoting Acts chapter 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place and one accord. And suddenly there came a sound of heaven, from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house. I know the hour's getting late, but I'm at a part I can't stop right now. It filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they all began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Oh, hallelujah. Then they begin to question. And they ask and they said, what shall we do? A lot of people says, oh, Peter got confused. Peter did not get confused. Because you go back earlier and Jesus asked his disciples whom do men say that I am? And some say you're Elias. Some say you're John the Baptist, risen from the dead. And Jesus looked at His followers, His disciples, the ones that was close to Him, the twelve, and said, Whom do ye say that I am? We find that now the old Peter stood up and said, Thou art the Christ. Amen. Thou art the Christ. Thou art the Christ. Jesus said, Flesh and blood. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Flesh and blood had not revealed it unto you. But my Father, which is in heaven, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. When they asked men and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? Peter reached back a few chapters ago, and he got the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he stuck into a door that had been locked for thousands of years. And that key just fit perfect when he said, repent. He didn't have to wiggle the key around. He didn't have to take it back to the locksmith. Amen. But a key, a lock that was made years ago and a key that was made years ago, it perfectly fit and he turned it and he said, repent, be baptized. Every one of you in the what? The what? In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for this promise is unto you and the door swung open. It's under you and it's under your children. And it's under all that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And everybody that was baptized were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of their sins. Hallelujah. The name. The name. Amen the name without calling on the name there is no remission of sin now I believe this so strong oh I know some of you is going to get timid about this I believe this so strong but I believe without calling on the name of Jesus Christ and water baptism when you go down you just got wet you did not complete a part of salvation Ye shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Ye shall know the truth. I come to tell you today, church, I know you believe it. I know you've heard it. I know you understand it. But we better get an old-fashioned love for this truth like we've never had before. God restoring me. God performing me. God renewing me. A love for the truth. So how do we be baptized? Now I commend everyone that would be baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I commend them for their effort. But Jesus is coming back for a church that's called after and called by His name. His name. Now, take this into consideration. I got a little money in my bank account. I'm a daddy, but that's not my name. I'm a husband, that's not my name. I'm a pastor, that's not my name. Does that mean I'm three separate and distinct persons? The Trinity says there's three separate and persons, but there's one. It's confusing. It's a mystery. They can't even understand it. There's not one of them that can explain it. I've heard them in debates. I've been there in debates. They confuse their self the longer they go. When it's very simple to say, they are just one God. It don't take three gods to whip one devil. The Bible says in the book of James, now this is a difference. This is a difference. Listen. Now, the Bible says in the book of James that thou believest in one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. To those who do not know the truth, this one God message makes them tremble, knowing that there's one God in the back of their mind, and knowing they're not doing it. I just, you know, we're a lot like you. You know, we don't want to get in no Bible discussion. You like, no, you're not like me. <laughs> I try to be nice to everybody, but there's a world of difference. Hey, Amen. There's a world of difference between me and. And and somebody that don't believe that there's just one God. The devil believes that there's one God. And it scares him and he trembles. We believe in one God and it is the power of salvation unto us. The devil believes and it makes him scared. To us we believe and it makes us jump. We believe and it makes us dance. We believe in it makes us run. We believe in it makes us happy. Amen. We believe in it makes us excited. The truth. As we all stand, I want us to all gather around this front today. The truth. If you are here today and you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, man, have I got news for you. It's the best thing that will ever happen to you in your life when you realize I need to go down in Jesus' name. When you realize I need to get my sins washed away calling on the name of Jesus. Everybody in the Bible after the second chapter of the book of Acts. The only way that you ever find them being baptized in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Those disciples of John, how important is baptism? And I'm going to leave you with this. How important is baptism? Oh, it was a good conscience. I, I did it. I did it out of the goodwill, and my heart was right, and I felt good about it. Jesus said. There is none greater than John the Baptist. And the Apostle Paul come across John the Baptist's disciples in the book of Acts. I believe it might be Acts chapter 19. That he come across some of John the Baptist's disciples. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And the disciples of John said, we have not so much of heard if there be any Holy Ghost. He said, then how were you baptized? They said, under John's baptism. He said, John baptized under repentance. Saying, there is one that comes after me. John the Baptist, the greatest. Jesus said there's none greater than John the Baptist. The Apostle Paul took them back to the water. And he rebaptized them in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Baptism makes a difference. Listen to me, young people. You listen to me. We are living in a compromising world. We're living in a world full of compromise and everybody is right in their own eyes. But there is still right and there is still wrong. There is still truth and there is still falsehoods. And this is truth. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Listen at me, girls. I don't care how blue His eyes are. I don't care how muscular He looks. I don't care how blonde her hair is, it probably ain't true blonde anyway. When it grows out, it's going to be brown, black, or in a few years, gray. See, that's not truth. At least when you get a Pentecostal girl, you know that you know what you're getting. They ain't got makeup on, they don't have their hair colored. But remember, that's not truth. It does make a difference. It does make a difference. The Bible tells us, buy the truth and sell it not. Buy the truth. Young married couples, buy the truth and sell it not. Don't let it go. Don't let it go. Don't let the thief get it from you. Hold on to it. Let's lift our hands and let's thank God together for truth. Hallelujah. 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 Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Thank You for truth. Why don't somebody lift your voice and thank God for truth today? I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Hallelujah! How many is thankful that you know who Jesus is? Amen. Thank God for truth. The greatness about truth is truth is for everyone. Because when the great Apostle Peter opened up the key, the, the door to the New Testament plan of salvation, he opened it up to everybody. That has a desire to be saved. But everybody that's going to be saved. Is going to walk the same road. There's not ten different ways that lead to heaven. There's only one way. It's a straight way. It's a narrow way. Amen. But I'm thankful that I'm one of the few that has found the way. I found the way a bright and shiny way. Amen. I'm in the glory land way. Thank God. To our guests that are here, glad that each and every one of you are here today. Remember church tonight. Remember choir practice at 515. Remember the prayer room. Let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. We were able to enjoy Brother Wakefield from Mexico being here with us Wednesday night. Preached a wonderful message about faith. Amen. I believe it today. Faith works. Amen. Lord bless you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name.